Welcome, everyone, to Digging Corners 2.0. I'm your host, Nate, and we decided at Slab Stocks that when we switched off of Digging Corners a couple months ago to reinvigorate our content and streamline it, um, and we went down to one big video a week that uh, we'd see how it goes and then try to get Digging Corners back in. Well, the time is now. The baseball season is fast approaching. Um, there is potential that an agreement for the CBA will be agreed upon really soon. So the baseball spring training, spring training could start really soon. And so we decided now is the time to come back with some digging corners content, but it is a little bit different. There is no video. This is podcast only. So if you are listening to this, obviously you are listening to it on Apple or Spotify, and there is no YouTube video to go along with it. But I hope you enjoy the new Dane Corners. It is going to be a little bit different, so I will always have a topic, and I will also be doing a review of any cards I've bought this week, so you can kind of follow along with my line of thinking and what I'm buying at the time, why I'm buying it, um, and my you know reasons for buying it, and who I'm buying. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that. It's kind of like Aaron's flip quest for PWCC but my own little flip quest um, for baseball prospects. And, you know, we'll get cheap cards in there. We'll get somewhat expensive cards. I do have a slab stocks budget I get to use, so not everything will be cheap. I know you expect me to be uh, in those dollar bins, but uh, we'll do some of that. We will do some of uh, a little bit more expensive. One other thing, next week we will be introducing a co-host to the podcast. So before it was always just me, but we I have a buddy. He likes baseball. He actually worked for major league teams before, and um, we are bringing him on to be the co-host of Ding Corners so that I have somebody to talk to so that we can banter about baseball and uh, read your guys' comments and banter about your questions, this and that. So it should be a good time. It should be a very good time, and I hope you guys enjoy the new Ding Corners format. Um, I'm excited. I'm very excited, and I hope you guys are very excited. Plus, you get the added bonus of not having to watch me on a YouTube video. You can't see my beard. You can't see my bald head. You just get to listen to my sultry voice, or at least uh, mildly annoying voice. I don't know. It's a voice that only a wife could love. My wife likes it. The rest of you probably tolerate it. But anyways, what we're going to do today, it's not going to be the world's longest podcast. I just want to introduce it, and I wanted to talk about one thing that has been bothering me um, for a little bit now, and it it stemmed from last year. 2020 Bowman Baseball came out, and Hedbert Perez was one of the big-name guys, and he's an 18-year-old that was about to be playing spring training baseball for the Brewers as an 18-year-old. It was exciting. It was exciting. There was Ronald Acuna-type hype for him from Brewers fans and hobby fans, right? Uh it was like, hey, if he hits on all cylinders, he could be a top 10 prospect. He could be the next big international star, yada, yada, yada. And so I was like, I got to buy some of his cards. I only ended up buying one. But there was a ton of people that came out and said, Nate, you love Hedbert Perez. Should I buy Hedbert Perez? And at first I was like, sure, if you want to buy Hedbert Perez, buy Hedbert Perez. And then enough people came out and said, Nate, you love Hedbert Perez. Should I buy Hedbert Perez? I mean, I'm talking a bunch of guys, a bunch and girls, a bunch of people came out and said that to me. And it got me thinking. And I was like, look, don't buy Hedbert Perez if you don't believe in Hedbert Perez. I'm buying Hedbert Perez because I believe in him enough 
that if it doesn't work out, if he doesn't become the next Ronald Lacuna or anything close, if it doesn't work out, I still have a Brewers prospect card I can hold on to and I can cherish. I am a Brewers fan, and so for me, the upside and the downside isn't quite as drastic as somebody who's not a Brewers fan. As a Brewers fan, you know, Hedbert Perez doesn't work out. I still have the card, still a Brewers prospect. Maybe he becomes a fourth outfielder someday or something like that, and I can enjoy the card. Um, but if you're a Pirates fan or a Reds fan or an A's fan or anything like that, and you buy Hedbert Perez because I buy Hedbert Perez and then it doesn't work out, you're going to be disappointed. And you're not going to have that love and that connection to that card because it's, it's not an A's prospect. It's not a Mariners prospect. It's a Brewers prospect. You couldn't care less. And so it bothered me. It bothered me that so many people were like, Nate, should I buy this guy because you're buying this guy? And so my answer is from now on, always, only buy him if you believe in him. And it wasn't necessarily that I believed in him, but I bought into a little bit of the hype because I'm a Brewers fan. I'm excited about it. And I bought into the fact that, you know, if he does, and it was a very small percentage chance, but if he does hit on all cylinders and he is a Ronald Lacuna type, you know, that $120 base card could turn into four or $500. And here is the issue with that. Nobody saw him play. Not a soul saw him play in the minor leagues. Uh, when Fangraphs first put him out on their top 100 prospects list, it was 2020, and Hedbert Perez was ranked number 10. And they wrote this at the time. Perez is a physical lefty-hitting outfielder with a swing that is compact but still has some lift, especially to his pull side. He runs well, has advanced field to hit, and is generating more power on contact than is typical for a hitter his age. And this was written when he just turned 17. He doesn't have a big frame, uh, or a big frame-based power projection, but might hit enough that it doesn't matter. He's likely four or five years out, but has the tools of an everyday corner guy. In fact, the bat is advanced. Is if in fact the bat is as advanced as it appears after he signed. Pretty good reviews. They gave him a 60 future hit tool, a 55 raw power, a 50 game power, 55 run, 55 field, 55 throw. All looks pretty good. The problem is he had not signed or he had not played stateside baseball. So they're getting all this information, Fangraphs is, I'm sure, from scouts down there or locals that are trying to paint Hedbert Perez in the best light. So we're talking 60 hit, 55 power. It all looks nice. Everything's above average. Everything looks nice. Um, 17 years old, advanced bat, but still we haven't seen him hit. You fast forward to a year, and Hedbert Perez is the 13th ranked prospect. And they write this, Perez is a physical lefty lefty hitting outfielder with a swing that has come back, but still has some lift, especially to his pull side. Word for word from the sentence or from the first sentence before. He runs well, shows advanced field to hit when he first turned pro and is generating more power on contact than is typical for a hitter his age. He doesn't have big frame based power projections, but already has plenty of pull side juice. So that's basically all the same stuff from the previous year. This is new. He swung and missed a lot this spring, which was surprising given his early career output. I also have a 30 on Perez's arm based on my 2020 fall look, which I think limits him to left field only. He and Joe Gray share the same power whiff corner prototype, but Gray is further along the minor league ladder and has put up favorable plate discipline track record on paper while Hebert doesn't yet. So what was favorable the year before, less favorable last year, but this is last year when his... Cards were coming out, and people were still pumped, and yet we still had not seen him in a full-season league. No rookie ball, no A ball, nothing like that. Well, 
Then he goes and plays last year. And his numbers were this. In complex league, rookie league ball, he played 32 games, 132 plate appearances, and he hit 333 with a 394 on base and a 575 slugging. Good for a 148 WRC plus, 48% better than league average. Those are really good stats. Those are really good stats. 6.1 walk rate is fine. 25.8% K rate. Uh, not great for rookie league, but, you know, whatever. Um, he's young. He's 18. And then you look over at this little number called BABIP, batting average balls in play. And usually guys hover around 300 if they're not lucky and not unlucky. Um, a little bit over, a little bit under. He's sitting at 425. That's astronomically high. That's unsustainable. Uh, like you're expecting him to drop at least 100 points off that bad boy. And so his 330... Average is 394 on base and his 575 slugging. Those are going to drop like rocks if he does not have the same luck. Well, he goes up to A ball and he is thoroughly outmatched. He hit 169 in 16 games with a 206 on base percentage and a 246 slugging. Good for a 24 WRC plus, which is 76% lower than a league average hitter for A ball as an 18 year old. Not only that, but he struck out 37% of the time and only walked 1.5% of the time. So what this goes to show you is that there was a bunch of hype for Hedbert Perez going into two years ago. We still didn't get to see him play because of the 2020 season and the COVID. And so there was still a ton of hype going into last year, um, a little bit less hype from the fan graph side, but still hype and people were spending outrageous money for a guy they had not seen play against other players. You got to remember when they are playing in the Venezuelan leagues or the Dominican leagues, anything like that, they're playing high school level competition and probably not great high school competition. Like if Marcelo Meyer went down to uh, the Dominican and played there before he got drafted, he would be the number one international signee type of thing easily. I mean, he was the fourth overall pick, like he's really good, but you know, it's still just high school competition, and a lot of these guys do not make it leagues that they're playing or out of the Dominican leagues or anything like that. So, terrible, terrible, terrible season. People spending absurd amounts of money, like absurd, absurd amounts of money to the point where, you know, $120 base autos for dudes that you've never, you've never seen play. Like, there's money you can spend on a lot of different guys that you have seen play. That would have been a much better bet. But everyone's going for the next Ronald Lacuna. They're going for the next Hedbert Perez, stuff like that. And people are willing to take on that risk. So let's fast forward a little bit and let's go to 2021 or 2022 top 36 prospect list for Milwaukee. And Hedbert Perez is 13 again. He will be playing this year as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, something like that. And let's go find his, oh, there it is. And his hit has been dropped to a 40. So it started out as a 60. It went down to a 45. Now it is at a 40. His raw power has been brought up to a 60, but his run has been dropped to a 45. His fielding has been dropped to a 50, and his throw has been dropped to, is still a 30. So, like, drastically different. And then I go down to the bottom, and they have pretty much all the same stuff. They talk about his rookie ball numbers and stuff. And then we go here. 
The combination of Perez's BABIP inflated line in Arizona, his maxed out physique, his tiny walk rate, and the fact that his underlying data hit data doesn't support his summer line all create real trepidation among scouts and analysts. Perez is a projectionless left fielder whose early career on paper plate discipline is scary. He has the power to carry a corner outfield profile if he can hit enough, but that's far from a foregone conclusion at this point. And there's risk of limited athletic longevity due to Perez's build at this stage. He's a high-risk prospect with the ceiling of an everyday left fielder. Not a superstar left fielder. Not a star left fielder. An everyday left fielder. A like two-win-above replacement guy. People are were paying $120 an auto, base auto, or more, for a dude who is now a high-risk prospect with the ceiling of an everyday left fielder. Now, I get that Fangraphs is only one site. Only one site that is ranking him. But a worrying trend, you look at the stats, the stats back it up. Yes, he has a beautiful swing. You watch him swing in videos, he, a beautiful swing. But every other thing is super concerning. And this is the point I want you to take away from this. There are going to be guys in every product, Bowman Baseball, Bowman Chrome, not necessarily Bowman Draft. Uh, that's American kids. You've seen them. A lot of guys have seen them in Pretty, pretty tough competition, perfect game-like competitions. And so those guys are pretty fine. But for a lot of these international players that we have not seen play in rookie ball and A ball, there's a lot of guesswork that goes into these and a lot of like hearsay, this is what this scout says, this is what that scout says, without ever having actually seen them play against higher-level competition. And so if you are betting your hard-earned money on guys like this, know that it could fail spectacularly. And so, I mean, I paid $120 for my Bowman Chrome Hedberg Perez Auto, and that was a good deal at the time. I'm pretty sure people were spending upwards of $150, $160. February 9th, the last one sold $76 on bids. And even that's probably too high. That is probably people saving their money and, or, you know, buying in because they don't want their cards to drop that drastically, right? So be careful out there. Be careful when Bowman baseball drops in a couple months. Don't go out there and say, oh, everyone loves so-and-so. And you can see this with Jason Dominguez. I know his Bowman Chrome Super Fractor just sold for an absurd price. But if you watched his year last year, he was the next big thing. He was the next Mike Trout, the next Ted Williams, whatever you want to go with. He is not any of those things. And you watch him as a player last year in the minor leagues. He wasn't very good. He was fine for his age, but he wasn't a star by any means. And there's a huge risk. There's huge risk here. So be careful. Be careful when Bowman baseball comes out. And I would advise waiting. You can always, you don't have to be the first one in on a guy. You can make money. I was not the first person in on Juan Soto. People were buying Juan Soto autos when he came out at like $20 a pop. I bought in on mine after I'd seen enough and was very comfortable with the fact that he was an insanely good hitter and I'm ready to die on that hill type of thing back then i spent 135 dollars on my juan soto auto i don't have it anymore i sold it for 300 like a moron but still you can wait you don't have to buy in at the very bottom and you can still get a good deal if you buy in at 135 on juan soto you psa 10 it and it turns into a six thousand dollar card you're not going to be concerned that you didn't get it for twenty dollars you know what i'm saying so 
please, please use some caution when uh, when buying into these international prospects that have not played stateside ball yet. There's huge risk here. Let Hedbert Perez be the warning sign you need to not go spend absurd money on guys that just haven't played here yet. That is all I have for that segment. Um, we're going to close it out today. It's not going to be a very long podcast. Uh, couple the, the next ones will be a little bit longer. But we're going to close it out today talking about cards I've been buying lately and why I've been buying them. And I will go through this every week with you. I will talk about who I've bought, um, why, why I've bought them, what I plan on doing with the cards, how long I plan on holding them. I'm just going to share all that information so that you know that I am both buying right along with you, I guess, um, and in the market with you, feeling the market dynamics out with you, and um, I don't know, I'm just kind of experiencing it with you, if that makes sense. So I'm pulling up a sheet here so that I can get this, uh, so I can tell you the prices, but what we have here is my purchases. And I bought a Marcelo Meyer, Bowman Chrome, Sapphire. Ah, there's the spreadsheets. All right. So I bought a Marcelo Meyer, Bowman Chrome, Sapphire base for $160 plus $390 shipping. So $163.90, $164. I bought a Jordan Lawler, Bowman Chrome, Sapphire base for $91.85 shipping. And a Jordan Lawler, which I don't know why they charged 85 cents shipping. If you're just if you're going to charge 85 cents shipping, either charge the full amount so you don't have to pay for it, or just go free because what's the 85 cents for? A Jordan Lawler Bowman Chrome Sapphire again for 86 dollars and four dollars and 25 cents shipping. So the average there between the two was uh, basically 91 dollars. And then a Jordan Lawler 2021 Bowman Chrome Blue Wave Auto for 590 dollars and four dollars and fifty cents shipping. Um, all in total, we're looking at like 950 bucks here. Um, and the reason I bought these was this Jordan Lawler's a really good player, really good at bat. He's an advanced age. He was like a 19 year old. Think, uh, Brett Beatty or Jared Kelnick. Both those guys have been doing well. I feel like people kind of poo poo on these advanced age guys, but, um, I'm excited for him. Jordan Lawler is really good. I was talking to a prospect guy I know, and he said he actually likes Jordan Lawler more than Marcelo Meyer. Um, maybe the bat's not as spectacular, but a surefire shortstop, if he can get the bat going, the Diamondbacks have had pretty good success with prospects lately. I'm excited about it. But I buy these cards not really necessarily expecting to hold on to them. What I did is bought, bought them, tried to find good-looking raw cards via the eBay images. It's tough to do sometimes. And I'm going to grade them. And if they grade well, I'm going to flip them. If they don't grade well, then I'm okay holding on to them because I bought guys I believe in. Um, and so the Marcelo Meyer, same same reason. $160. If it grades well, well, we'll flip it. If it does not grade well, we will hold on to it. Other guys I was looking at um, for grade, grades and flips, not necessarily holds, Colton Kowser. Sal Freelich, all those guys. Because I'm looking for Bowman Chrome draft, Bowman Chrome Sapphire stuff that or draft Sapphire that has just come out and people are just trying to move because they're trying to make their money back without being concerned about grading and flipping. Um, that's the avenue I'm trying to target right now. In a couple of weeks, I will be targeting the top series one market for the same reason. Get those cards in, get them graded, get them flipped. Um, but that's what I'm doing. I only have four cards so far, so I will keep you guys updated. 
when I sell them, I'll let you know what I sell them for and the profits, if there are any, or the grading costs, if I send them in to get graded. Um, and I'll let you know uh, what I get every week and what I sell every week. And we'll follow along. We'll see how I do. We'll see how I do. But just those four cards for this week, Marcelo Meyer, Jordan Lawler, Jordan Lawler, and Jordan Lawler, Blue Wave Auto. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Our first Dinging Corners 2.0 podcast. Not very long today. I get it. But um, a good podcast. I hope you take what I've talked about today and at least use a little trepidation when looking into buying young guys that you haven't seen play yet. And if you are going to buy young guys, if you are going to buy a Hedbert Perez, you know, it's okay if you're doing buying Hedbert Perez to do what I did with Jordan Lawler, get it graded, get it moved. Um, but if you're buying Hedbert Perez, expecting him to be the next Ronald Acuna and holding on to it for a long time, that is a big risk, and I would avoid doing that. All right, guys, thank you for listening to today's Dinging Corners. Look forward to next week when we introduce the co-host to Dinging Corners, and we'll talk to him. Um, but I won't give anything away. Uh, we'll, th- we'll, you'll find out about that next week. 